Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. And I'm Laura Boswell. And there's the talented Mr B on sound. Want to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist and we're going to help you become one too. Well, the tinsel is decorating the microphones, the mince pies are smelling delicious, and both Laura and I are looking rather dashing in our Christmas jumpers. We yes, certainly are, Peter. Welcome to this festive episode of Ask an Artist, where this week we shall be talking about the Christmas spirit, or more specifically, giving something back. From doing a good deed for charity to volunteering your artistic time or efforts, giving something back can be an important part of your job as an artist, and in some cases, the most rewarding part too. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, Merry Christmas, Peter. So we're talking today about giving, not necessarily just about giving at Christmas though, is no, it? It's this not is like throughout the year that we're talking about. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's a puppy's not just for Christmas, it's for life. And giving something <laughs> back is not just a Christmas thing, but it should be something that should be celebrated and embraced throughout the whole of the year. So I suppose, what do we mean by giving something back and giving something for nothing, I suppose? It's, for yeah, me, it's... I mean, Sorry, I was Go going to say, I mean, for me, that could be a range of things. That could be my time. It could be a free print giveaway. It could be contributing and going a bit above and beyond in setting up shows, something like yeah, that. Yeah, in an How organization. about for you, Peter? What yeah, do you... I mean, for me, it's sort of, I suppose, in, in an organisational capacity mm. of, you know, taking charge in some cases and, and sort of being accountable or sitting on committees where you're not getting paid to do it. It's sort mm. of a bit of a slog and can in some ways get in the way of, you know, producing artwork. But I find in the long term generates yeah, a lot more say, work so and what, interest. Why do you do it? What, what's sort of in it for us? Why, yeah. why, why do we I do I think this? there's, for me, there's, there's sort of there's two or three elements that I mm. get out of it. Number one is, you know, you feel, you feel good about actually doing something, contributing for the wider artistic yeah, that's certainly true. And I think that's really worth bearing in mind because it's it's a terrific feeling and a very positive one. Yeah. And if I, if I want my artistic economy, whether it's local or national, to be strong, I've got to be accountable. I've got to be part mm. of that community. I totally. can't just be passive and expect it all to be delivered on a plate to me. Mm. I have to sometimes step up and do it. So there's a feel good factor from that. But I think also it's very good to be seen to be an active part of yeah. that you know far better to be a doer yeah. than to be a taker absolutely and i think it's a lot more rewarding in the long run to be yeah, like very that. much so so let's go through the different types of things that you know we have done so there's a number of different uh, i suppose charities is a good mm. thing that i know we both have, have done work in we regards do it in slightly to different charities ways. let's start with you peter so what do you do so i've done workshops or, or talks or demonstrations uh for, for charities where sort of the primary aim is sort of educating and giving them an insight so how how would that work then is that so i've done for example a workshop with some young carers so I run that at my art school at the mm. Courtyard Art Studio where, where we both teach. And as well as it being a, a high teaching venue of excellence, I want mm. to be able to offer something back and, and to a support mm. a charity that personally for me means a great deal. Mm. So um, I've had lots of you know young carers in the area come to the studio and teaching them and educating them and giving them a, an insight to what I do and, and thus hopefully a bit of respite. Uh, well, you're perfectly positioned, aren't you, as owning a teaching venue that yeah. you, you can make that available. For, for something like but, that. But I've also done, uh, so there's been, uh, I've worked at a hospice where I've gone oh, really? over to, they had a, yeah. a sort of, I think they were having an art exhibition uh, event as a fundraising mm. event, which I 
was part of and of course part right. of the proceeds of the sale were going towards the uh, yeah, charity sure. uh, which was fantastic but then I was also there in a I think for the private view and it was a demonstration capacity. So I was demonstrating some portrait mm. painting mm. and there was an auction happening at the end of it. Mm. And of course the painting was auctioned and, made, and all the proceeds of that went to the charity. But what I got out of that, apart from feeling, you know, really warm and fuzzy of supporting a charity <laughs> was that there were lots of people seeing me at work. And of course they took my yeah, business so card it's, it's, and it's work came from it. Quo, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's something to bear in mind about, um, giving your time and being generous and open like this, because in the long term, it all feeds back into yeah. that thing we often talk about on the podcast, this artist's reputation, mm. your uh, how people see you. And also it opens up opportunities to network, to build your audience, things like that. And I think there's no shame in that. No, not at all. Because there's, there's a big difference between giving with good heart and generosity and just cynically manipulating mm to win and, and people yourself. can tell I people think when you're being that. sincere and when you're trying to sort of make a quick buck out of it but you do it you've done it slightly differently in regards to supporting a charity haven't you I do I every year um, I create a set of prints and I use the blocks from those prints to demonstrate at art fairs and talks and things like that but the resulting prints I sell and make a donation with each print sold to Alzheimer's UK. My mum had Alzheimer's mm. and it's really nice. In a way, it feels like she's still, she was very supportive of me and my, my career as an artist. And it's lovely to feel that that kind of goes on in a small way That's because really nice. each year... I'm giving something back to Alzheimer's research. So, mm. yeah, that's that's something that's an ongoing thing for me. Do you sell those at the same kind of a rate that you sell your other pieces? No, or? no. I, I sell them deliberately inexpensively. I mean, these are quite complicated little woodblock prints and I sell them for £45, but £5 of that goes to Alzheimer's. Wow. So it's kind, of, it, it's kind of a little bit of a lost leader for me, but I don't mind that at all. Mm. And the the ones I did this year, for instance, were all on the theme of health in old age. So, so it was it's kind of a tie-in. Yeah, because it was a lovely quartet of images, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And they, they sort of worked together as a set or, or on their own. And they, so. they, they depicted different sort of areas of Yes, of there was a, there was the life, daily walk and, and uh, there was a lady watering her neighbour's plants and things like that. So it was all on the kind of positive themes yeah. around. And of course, that sort of links into the, the tradition of Japanese woodblock as well. It's sort of a nice little kind of link. It, it is. It is. And um, for those of you who want to see those, I'm going to put put a link in with a show note so you can have a look fantastic so giving back um can be to the public but it's also um quite important to give back to the artistic community and i think you're quite active at that aren't you peter i, I certainly try to be i suppose it's it's using the skill set that i'm aware i have you know, being relatively personable enthusiastic and giving it to the areas of I suppose my local artistic community that could mm. benefit with someone sort of being involved so whether it's being a member of um, an art society on the committee where you're making these decisions of how the committee should run yeah. to um, I've been a big organizer of a, a big exhibition inside uh, the National Trust Clayton House right, which is something okay. I can completely started from scratch and found uh, founded. So was that something that you did very much off your own bat and were responsible for for the good of the people exhibiting? Yeah, pretty much. There wow. was the, the clear sort of aim was to 
as, I suppose as a marketing strategy just to bring more attention to uh, mm. the house and the area where mm. I produce my work mm. but the money raised from the sale of artworks and mm. the entry fees when people submitted went to restoring the house that, that I'm very you know Fantastic. conscious and precious That's, about protecting and, it, and preserving it cannot be easy to, to hang an exhibition in what is a listed very much a listed building a stately home it's a national trust property absolutely you're kind so of a lot of work for you oh yeah a, a huge amount of work. and not just for me but the team that work at Clayton and at mm. the Courtyard Studio, my, my kind of closely linked team. It certainly didn't pay us in regards to all the hours that no. we spent, but it was giving, it worked in many ways by giving artists a wonderful opportunity to show in such well, a I've wonderful venue and location. And is that happening again? It is, yes. It'll be happening in 2020 in September. So we'll be doing a call for entries for all artists across the UK to enter and to have this opportunity to submit their work and to show at Clayton House. And by virtue of doing that, they will be supporting a bit of uh, English national heritage at the same time. Fantastic. But the amount of, you know, the work goes into it is it is a lot and it is mm. difficult and it is logistical and you have to make sometimes decisions that some people aren't pleased with about whether people get into exhibitions mm. and, and, and so mm. on. But when you stand back and look at mm. the overall picture, I'd rather it was going mm. ahead than not going ahead. And quite often people like... I, I've got a lot of time and respect for people who give up their time and sit on committees or sit on yeah. councils because you know, most of the time they're not getting paid. It, it, there's a lot of grief attached to it. But mm. without those unsung heroes, these opportunities and events just wouldn't be well, available. I, yeah. I mean, I've certainly um, sat in on judging and been a judge with things. Mm. Uh, I judged a competition a year or so ago and it wasn't just a question it was it was students work mm. so a level students work and it wasn't just a matter of choosing which one i liked we actually all the judges had all the submissions i think there were 10 in the shortlist mm. and we e- gave each picture constructive feedback Mm. which was fantastic for the students, really good for the school and took quite a long time. But it was I felt it was very worth it to mm. go that extra mile because these are young people who yeah, are potentially abs- going to go into an art career. So and it's, it's, it's a wonderful feeling when you when you identify sort of very young emerging talents and sort of just let them know you've recognised that in them. Because I love you know, I is. love working with young people. It is, it's very and exciting. And making them realise that actually, you know, they have got something here. And then to tell mm. their parents that mm. you need to foster and nurture this ability and curiosity and yeah. talent that this artist has. And it's wonderful now that I can see artists years uh, down the line mm. and they are working now as a successful artist because of that, think, those early interventions. I think you've really hit on something there because I know certainly uh, my parents and probably a lot of parents of artistic children are, are, are probably thinking, oh no, why can't they be accountants or yeah. surgeons <laughs> or lawyers or yeah. anything like that? And actually to have somebody uh, in position of success as an artist giving grown-up respectful feedback on their child's work is going to help with mm. supporting that child and, you don't, and the parents' And you don't have confidence. to be a professional artist to yeah. offer that yeah. type of advice. If yeah. you are you know, passionate about your art, your community, yes. the art world, yeah. the economy, wherever you may be mm. around the world, just supporting those around you, yes. that's part of giving something back, you know, nurturing your artistic community mm. and just giving time, not just to yourself, mm. but giving time to others. For, for me, it's, I mean, it's massively important at what I do at Claydon. I make time for artists when they come over for coffee and to sit yeah, and to chat. Totally. And we're just talking about, mm. you know, the business of art and the type of things that mm. you and I talk about, which mm. a lot of so artists don't So just taking a little time 
absolutely is again a very generous thing i think because we're all busy people so we've heard about how good you are at taking charge peter and organizing this exhibition (laughs) i don't know (laughs) how good one is but one does it (laughs) but we've actually you and i have both got experience of being on committees yeah because you 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 and the talented mr b in fact Mm. were involved with is the open studio event that's right well i actually the talented mr b um was in charge longer than i was but we shared chairmanship of the visual images group in Mm. buckinghamshire for was it two years ben it's about a couple of years yes he's nodding there and it was a lot of work Mm. because you're it's an unpaid post you're representing um the visual images group and trying to organize open studios which is quite a big event county-wide for those of you who haven't heard of it a lot of the counties in the uk have events where artists open their studios mm. and that takes quite a bit of coordination and of course, you know you were representing in the in the county of buckinghamshire what 300 artists oh yeah at least it was, you know, a, a, it was large a large number. number and we did things like every week we used to send a chair mail out which was basically an email saying this week have you thought about lighting mm. have you mm. thought about framing have you th-? so that took time mm. to organize so um but what do you get what did you, did you feel that you got any benefit or sort well of it was glory more from doing that, that i feel i felt that i got massive benefit which i was paying back because if you've listened to the episode about how i started out you'll have heard that the visual images group the open studios was like my first foray mm. into exhibiting and that's where i first met yeah, you and exactly, met you it was introduced exactly. to your work exactly and also i i had a couple of commercial opportunities through the visual images group newsletter so i felt in a way i'd already had masses of benefit and it was time for payback oh that's really nice which is you know so that's kind of why we went into it and um again marvellous for networking yeah. as well so it did it did have benefits what i really like about that is you know mm. you're you're because you benefited already before you even yeah, volunteered your yeah. time, you're going to be yeah. that stronger a champion for that, totally. that organisation or industry. Totally, and I still industry. am. I'm, I'm a huge believer in, in local open studios mm. events. For, but then for on a kind of a audiences. national, on a, in a wider national event, um, yourself and the talented Mr B were organised in a big national arts festival uh, weren't you well we were we were um the heads of section which sounds very impressive um (laughs) we we ran the printmaking tent at a big arts festival called art in action and again i have to say that most of the responsibility fell on the talented mr b hence why he has that yeah exactly (laughs) exactly because it let me get on with some work in the studio but um our job and mostly ben i went out and found printmakers and that were suitable to exhibit and invited them. And we did everything. Like we showed up and we painted the boards that they were going to hang pictures on. All the dog's body jobs, really. Yeah, exactly. And we got all the birds out of the tent that got stuck in there (laughs) because this was a marquee in ground. So we did all that kind of stuff. And of course, we're the ones that stay behind and pack everything up at the end and things. But it was was a marvellous experience and very good training for us. And we're actually doing something similar we're working with patchings who have patchings art festival that's up in nottingham isn't it it is it's in nottinghamshire and it's in july and for this coming year we are helping to promote printmaking there so we're actually looking for printmakers to participate at the moment Mm. so you know that's that's quite important for us as they've been very generous to me in giving me space and allowing me to exhibit and demonstrate there Mm. 
And so the chance to build up the printmaking there and have other exhibitors and demonstrators is, is quite And something. you're naturally building your own notoriety, oh, yeah, aren't very you? Very much and, you know, so. People will yeah. start, you know, yeah. printmakers particularly yeah. will start looking to you going, yeah. well, this is a person to know and to interact with and, and whose right. work is worth watching. So it's good for patchings, but it's good for us too. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's very important that when you as an artist are giving away skills, quite often it, it does pay you back as well. Mm. So let's talk a little about a sort of a huge, important area that all artists sort of need to look at, and that's their sort of customer base and sort of customer loyalty, because there are lots of artists, ourselves included, Mm. that have, you know, incredibly loyal uh, customers or even patrons, if you like, that Mm. are invested in our work and have been collecting our work and following our progress Mm. and transition over the years. And they are... I mean, for me, a very important um, area that I need to give something back. And quite often I do. I will give those, give them elements of of work or spend more time with Mm. them because of the loyalty they have shown me. Well, I think so. I mean, I would give as an example, I had a, um, a very good collector of my work. I mean, he was very loyal customer and very sadly he's, he's, passed away but he had a lot of my work and he never ever asked for a discount mm. and indeed I did one time say to him look you know I should be giving you a discount and he said no 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 you <laughs> I'm supporting you I'm not going to ask for a discount but occasionally I would give him a print mm. and that was really wow. lovely because it felt like on my part I was delighted to to give that print to him because he supported me so much financially yeah. especially in my early days mm. and that got round that awkwardness about do I give him a discount? Don't I give him a discount? Yeah. You know, that kind of embarrassment. I felt, well, no, actually, we'll just make it a free print. That's lovely. And he loved that too, yeah. because it was not, you know, I would give him what I thought rather than him choosing. And and so that, that was a good way around. I've also done it in a way that when people have bought my artwork online so I've mm. never met them yeah and and I always feel that's sometimes a little cold and I, I always mm. want to sort of how do I warm this mm. relationship with someone yes. I've ever met who's bought my artwork mm. online whether it's through my website mm. or through an art selling uh, platform digitally um so when it comes to me shipping the work off that they've bought I often put in a very small little painting or a little drawing or a little kind of thing to go oh, with that's it a really with nice... a little sometimes a little personal note yeah um, or whether it's one of the, the greetings cards that I own I will always write a little personal message just to say thank you very much for investing your custom your time and your interest in me and please have this as, as a little thank you and it, it costs me very little in regards oh, but to but I bet to time that it has a but, major effect on that and buyer. then and sometimes those, those customers come back and they will buy more yeah. as well so it, it, it costs so little just to to give that a little bit back and but you're whether improving they come, the buying experience absolutely and whether they come back or not to buy mm. any more from it i can that's beside the point yeah. it's you, you're caring and you're realizing you're dealing with people and it's not a cold experience it's got to be more so peter we're talking about your customer loyalty um for your painting work but you also as we know run a school how does that work in the school context well we we value our customers you know enormously because without them there's this there's, there's nothing taking place and there's no course to be uh, participated in so we we quickly identify that those students who, who want to come back again and again to learn from myself uh, or you or all the other tutors we represent 
And we 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 are very proud to give them something. So mm. we have a couple of um, we both have done it, and we have looking forward to Tom Shepard coming this Christmas mm. uh, to give a free demonstration to some of our loyal uh, sort of most frequent customers, if you like. And they're they coming. are fun events. Aren't oh, they? they're great! Yeah. You know, and and there's no pre- it's not about making any sales. No. It's just a day that they're invited along to watch a demonstration or participate in a workshop in a really fun organic way. Mm. And of course, what that does is that just builds such a strong bond between sort of you know the customer base and the art school and you know they are our best ambassadors Mm. for the brand you know word of mouth is Mm. really worth its weight in gold and if we can spend a little bit of money on buying coffee and mince pies and and a really lovely morning Mm. where our customers are going to love the free event we've put on they're going to go away and say such nice things hopefully about us and the event Mm. they've got something for nothing which i think is that people always love something for free Um, and whether you pull a raffle and give them a little prize Mm. all that just adds the warm fuzziness and it will be rewarded back in time in actual sales or just positive feedback and word of mouth so i don't own an art school so I, I have to think a little differently about my giveaways. So I often do print giveaways on social media. Oh, that's what I saw you did yeah. one recently, didn't you? That's right. And I think you have to be a bit careful about giveaways like that because they can be very cynical and they can be sort of just aimed at building followings and things. Oh, just, just more followers, yeah. more followers. I mean, obviously yeah. that is a benefit. Mm-hmm. But what I've tended to do is to focus the giveaway about having achieved a goal mm. rather than to be striving for a goal yeah so like the one i did recently was when i got to ten thousand on instagram Mm -hmm. and i started making a print and i um was going i gave away three from the edition and you were posting sort of yeah and so what i said is i'm going to do this follow the print's journey Mm. so not only was i giving it away at the end but i was also documenting the the production how i was doing it giving advice about it showing people how it was being printed so that even if you didn't get the print at the end of it you did get a lot of help and advice about the printmaking yeah. along the way it's back to like getting something for nothing they were kind yeah. of you know, learning along the yeah, way exactly yeah. and then um at the end of it we uh did the random number generating oh, and, yeah, yeah. and very carefully and we found three people and off the prints went to them and it was lovely i really enjoyed doing yeah. that it was such fun you know and the lovely comments about all the, the the sort of as it developed and why people wanted it and things like that and mm. it was really charming and i i got a huge buzz out of that i yeah. was absolutely delighted to yeah. send those prints and it's, off. it's a wonderful marketing tool and, and it's as long as one sort of walks along that tightrope very carefully of not making yeah. it too kind of cynical yes, or tacky. Yes, you don't want it to be grabby. There's no. no benefit in that. I mean, I did it when I when I wrote a book about portrait painting and I was really excited because it was a self-published uh, enterprise that it was, uh, as well as marketing and, and publicising, look what I've done, everybody. I thought, well, let's give a few away as, as part of a competition. So, of course, you're giving something for nothing, but of course you're bringing a lot of attention to something that you have created, which will then hopefully yeah, go on to totally. help support people uh, yeah. to, to produce new things that you want them to do as well so i think you know if your heart's in the right place it's it it can be a wonderful experience for everybody and you've got a book coming out soon haven't you i do have a book yes in fact it is out it's 
Um, it's called Making Japanese Woodblock Prints and it's published by Crowwood Press. Let's get the plug in there. Um, it's been rather successful and they are hastily printing more. So if you can't get it yet, it is on the way. <laughs> yeah. But yes, um, so I ha- actually, funnily enough, as we're recording this, the postman turned up with my copies from the publisher and they are going straight out as giveaways, thank yous to people who've helped um, along the way with writing the book. I've got one in my hand now, but I'm going to keep this one. Okay, this is my, your giveaway. No, you're giving no, this there one to are Nick. not enough, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so just to summarise, let's um, apart from the feel good factor, of course, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this for Christmas. Um, is it clear to say that we have benefited from doing something for nothing? And do we think it's in, do we think yes. other people will as well? Yes, and I think it's important to appreciate that not everything is about money and success. No. A lot of it is um, just beneficially mentally as well and for building friendships and relationships. And that's a very important part of being an artist. And, the, you know, you may have benefits further along the way, but there is a huge benefit anyway. So apart from this obvious feel-good factor of, of giving something back, is it fair to say that, you know, we've benefited from doing it from, say, a sales point of view or a marketing point of view? Yes, absolutely. I think... If you approach it with a good heart and you're not cynical, there Mm. are still benefits to be had like that. For example, I did a giveaway of prints to the women marchers in America, Mm, um, the protest marchers, and I felt quite a lot of empathy with them and I gave away some free print. Mm. And that was lovely and I had lots of feedback from them. And then a year or so later, one of the women who'd received a print She came over to the UK and she made a point of hunting out an exhibition I was having (laughs) and bought a print. And that was really charming because she'd gone to a lot of trouble. Yeah. And of course, you hadn't planned for that. Not in the least. No, I absolutely didn't expect that. So that's a very concrete example. But I think there are um, networking and friendship building um, benefits, which which are really, really valuable. For, for me, that is a huge point of this, mm. is just to give your time. If you have areas of knowledge or skills or expertise mm. that you can support people who aren't in the know or people who want to sort of share that wisdom with you, whether it's your peers or contemporaries, you make mm. that time for them and make some time to support your own artistic economy. Mm. You know, the, those groups and things out there, they need good, hardworking people to get involved, to roll their sleeves up and, and to get involved. And those people that do mm. often highly benefit afterwards. Absolutely. And you learn so much. You get so many good experiences. Your expertise broadens and you're registered as a sort of go-to person. The go-to person. The go-to person in some instances. Yeah, Mr. B is a a go-to person because he's very, very good at hanging exhibitions. So he tends to be first on people's list. Just just make sure you stop eating all those mince pies over there, Mr. B. Right. (laughs) So on this festive episode, Laura, what are our takeaways today? So I think my takeaway is that it is lovely to do something for nothing, but do be practical about it and think through what you're offering and make sure that you can deliver it with goodwill and pleasure in doing so. So thank you all for listening to this festive episode. Remember, you can catch up with all the stuff we've covered during this episode in our show notes on our website, askanartistpodcast.com. Remember, please do subscribe to our show. Give us any festive reviews that you feel are appropriate. And we hope you all have a splendid Christmas.